Be the right club. Be the right club today. Johnny, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most! Expect anything different? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up live show slash podcast presented, of course, by our friends at Yeti. Solly here. DJ Pie is here. Hello, Pie Man. Hey guys, Solly, thanks for having me uh, on your show. Man. Oh, he beats, great to be here. Beats Randy to his joke. Big Randy is here. Hello, Mr. Big. Hey, uh, DJ, thanks for being on our show. Really appreciate the time today. Anytime, anytime. Guys, I had such a professional setup. I was so excited to unveil and just couldn't bring it together at the last moment. So we're back on the computer webcam. But tomorrow, tomorrow we unveil a new look. Can I just say a lot of people in the comments already saying the internationals looked quote weaker than Randy's Wi-Fi. Not gonna be an issue anymore. No nope. big guys hardwired in. We are we got a point of presence set up in Denver. Very excited. <laughs> it's like plugged in the matrix. Uh, yeah, back of my head. <laughs> Please pass me the ball. I need the ball. Shout out to our <laughs> friends at Yeti. Sorry. Yeah. Of course. Incredible products, uh, incredible support of all of our live shows. Also, want to give a shout out to our friends at Roback. You all know Roback. You can all see us wearing Roback in this video. They understand quality. Their performance polos, they fit so much better than your boxy polos. You can see Randy's got one on right now. Their four-way stretch is next level. Material super soft, stays wrinkle-free. The founders went through over 20 iterations of the collar alone to ensure it keeps its shape but doesn't get in the way of your golf swing. Second, Roback's performance Q-zips are a game-changer. Nothing beats a round of fall golf in a rowback q-zip soft stretchy and comfortable cannot take them off and lastly the performance hoodies you don't need me to tell you dj's got one on i got my new one on there the stretchiest softest hoodies in golf nothing beats starting your day in a rowback hoodie and there's a reason we cannot take them off they are quite simply the best hoodies out there they're, they're gaining traction big time next time you see someone rock Rocking the row bag, give them a heads up. It's a conversation starter. People just people see the, the dog logo and they start talking. Uh, you can use code NLU at rowback.com for a generous 20% off your first order through the end of this week. That's rowback.com, R H O B A C K.com, 20% off polos, Q zips, hoodies, and more with code NLU. They just dropped some new joggers, too. I'm waiting, <laughs> waiting for that. <laughs> Lane Sharts chiming in already. Is Solly singing in front of the green monster? Yeah, that's what they uh, designed my, uh, my, my den design after. But Saul, you got to move your head so we can see your TV. You're blocking it. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to be a weird show. Uh, before we get ourselves into any trouble, why don't we bring our guest in? Uh, he is there at very the, professional guest. Very professional. We have we'll have a lot to say once he leaves, but we got to make sure we're going to play in a safe space here to start the show, and we're going to bring in Sean Martin, of course, from PJTour.com, who's at the President's Cup. Uh, Smartin, what was the highlight of what you saw today? Hello. Highlight. Um, gosh, there were just too many to count, right? Um, <laughs> first tee at these international events is, is are always uh, exciting, always big. I mean, obviously, look, Wisconsin was huge, um, but I think just a good mix of performances from you know Cantlay and Shoffley looked just impossible to beat. And then you had uh, a couple of young guys come through, big, a nice putt for Cameron Young to close out that match, and then Max uh, showing us a little bit down the stretch there. So I think uh, you saw a little bit from everyone, which was kind of nice, at least on the U.S. side. Take me to that first tee. What was the uh, what was the, the the hype level of that opening of those opening tee shots? Uh, it was good. I think the the highlight of the opening tee shot or the opening tee was uh, definitely Cameron Young's tee shot on one. It was uh, incredible. It showed he was ready to play. Obviously, he was kind of acquitted himself in some big moments this year. And I thought 
uh, you know, he talked about guys being nervous in that first tee. And sometimes when they get there for alternate shot, they, they give up the ball and they say, no, you go, I can't handle it. And uh, for Cameron to go there, pipe in, cut the corner, uh, take the most aggressive line possible, egregiously ex- aggressive line, I thought was uh, showed me something. Sean, you're, you're obviously out uh, following a lot of events, out on site at a lot of places. I feel like we, we see so little uh, from Cam Young that like kind of paints the picture other than him smashing tee shots and seemingly like just, just playing really good golf. Is there anything that you've seen over the past year or so, anything you've seen this week that just kind of, uh, I don't know if, if humanizes is the right word, just anything like kind of off camera that you've seen from, from him that, that kind of stands out. Basically, please tell us he's uh, not as high- boring as he can seem at times. That's what, that's he, what he's, he that's seems what he's a little at. boring. <laughs> the highlight probably off course highlight has to be the, Pre, uh, pre-tournament interview at the Open Championship. Uh, Cameron Young, many people know his dad is the head pro at Sleepy Hollow in New York. Uh, and he went to school in Bronx at Fordham Prep, which is about as nice as it sounds. Uh, and uh, a man with a New York accent, I'm not quite sure who he was, uh, he starts to go, he goes, you know, Cam, not a lot of golfers come from the streets of the, of the, of the Bronx, uh, Sebastian Telfair style. And you could kind of, everyone in the room could kind of tell where this was going and uh, he goes, you know, how did you make it here? How did you make it to the PGA Tour, one of the top players in the world out of the Bronx? And, you know, you could a great opportunity. Cam Young could have dunked on the guy like Telfair, uh, could have gone any amount of directions and really was about as classy as possible while many people were laughing and just said, that's not exactly how it happened. Uh, respectfully said, you know, Fordham Prep is in the Bronx, but I went to a very nice school. You know, we live next to Sleepy Hollow, uh, a very nice background. I just thought it was a... Uh, it was a nice moment where he could have, you know, it's easy to dunk on the media. People love to dunk on the media, and he just let the guy off very easily for an innocent mistake. Hey, hey, Sean, uh, how, how is Quail Hollow? How is it? How is it playing any different, or maybe it's very similar? I've, I imagine you've been there for PGA Championships in the past. What do you think of the course? It's firm. Uh, that's that's the big thing. It's nice. It's playing a little firm. I think it's uh, acquitting itself well. Um, the rough is short and playable, but I mean, we saw some guys struggle out of it today. And I think it's a, a good balance of it's going to let guys be aggressive, but also going to penalize you if you miss fairways. Uh, we've benefited from not having a lot of rain, so it is playing the way you would want to see it. Um, you know, a lot of talk about the rerouting and, uh, of course, Green Mile. And I think those are in a great position in the routing. Um, we saw it today, I think, playing some, some crucial moments in the holes, whether it's, you know, Justin kind of cleaning up that hole for them on what is now 15, normally 18 uh, Max using the bridge to his advantage, I guess, uh, for a, a good par there uh, from him and Tony. And so I think it's acquitting itself well. I just think, you know, we saw Royal Melbourne, and it's obviously not anything like Royal Melbourne. That was a perfect course for the internationals to kind of hang with the USA. But, you know, U.S., their advantage is usually off the tee, and Quail Hollow, as we've seen from Rory winning here three times, is a place where you can just pick up a ton of shots off the tee. And I think that really plays in the U.S. hands and makes the internationals' job harder. We're going to take a question here from the audience from Blake Hall. Sean, can Hideki win this week? Uh, a match? A match, yes. <laughs> he didn't really look like it today, re- respectfully. Tough... <laughs> no. Uh, but you never know what can happen. But, you know, this is a tough place for Hideki. Uh, lost the 2017 PGA. I really thought I was going to see Hideki's first win uh, there and was literally in tears. You know, Hideki, not a guy that we think about a lot with emotions, kind of a stoic guy on the course. Uh, except when he's showing his disgust about approach shots. But, I mean, apparently he was literally in tears with the Japanese media after losing that one. Is who, there, uh, who, go ahead, Deej. Who were you? Did you go out and follow anybody today? Did you watch mostly on uh, the telecast? What was your What was your experience today? 
I, you know, I went out for the first three holes and then I sadly popped in the media center to help coordinate some stuff. And I kind of got stuck inside. Things started happening quickly. Uh, I had to do some other job duties and I did not get out today as much as I would have liked. Just got to watch it all on the tremendous TV coverage Just like we did. So stuffed my, <laughs> stuffed my face and watched it on TV for the most part. <laughs> is there any reason to think that this is not over? I'm asking that objectively here. Is there any hope? Give me some kind of hope that the result is in question here as we sit here at 4-1 U.S. The biggest hope is that the internationals struggle in foursomes. They have throughout the President's Cup. I think they actually, Justin Ray tweeted it earlier today. I should have it in front of me. I think they are uh, tied with the U.S. in four balls, and then they actually have an advantage in um, in singles throughout the history of the President's Cup. So, you know, we have ten more four balls matches, only five more foursomes matches. Um, I think that's the modicum of hope is that we've gotten the tough part out of the way. We ripped the Band-Aid off. We got the forces out of the way. But it's it's going to be a tough go from here, obviously. And the counterpoint probably seems like the, this was the day to beat JT. This was the day to beat some of these guys who were just not making yeah. anything. Max and, Max and Tony looked like they kind of could have been beat and then flipped it at the end when they were allowed to stay alive. So, yeah, it's it's... I don't know. It's always choose your own adventure, whichever whichever kind of narrative or storyline you want to believe at this point of these team events. But uh, the the internationals are going to come back and win side feels a little slimmer to me. And, you know, being down 3-2 for them was probably the best case scenario today. And so that loss on 18 last match really kills. They're going to have to win all those close matches, obviously, to have a chance. What's what's uh what's Captain Immelman's mood like? Is is he you know, I need him projecting fire and intensity. Is he getting in faces? What's you know, what's what's Captain Immelman doing? Man, he gave a great pre-tournament press conference. I mean, it's a tough position to him to be in. He's gonna be asked about the guys who aren't here, how big of an underdog his team is, how much are they gonna lose by? And he gave a good like, I wanna run through the wall for you type of speech, you know, talking about just his belief in his guys, how much he, you know, respects them, loves them. He's done a, a great job of, of the cohesion. Um, I give him credit for bringing on Mark Brody, uh, who's out here in an international uniform. I was shocked. I talked to Mark. Uh, no team in, you know, Strokes Gain has been around for a decade now. Uh, Solly knows this, of course, better than anyone. And no team has ever used him. You know, Europe got in early with 15th club. The USA uses a setting Stats Inc., Scouts Inc., um, and then the internationals to try to copy Europe also got in 15 club, uh, sorry, 21st group now, sorry, Justin Ray. Um, so they, they're the first to use Mark Brody. I think that's why we saw some pairings that nobody really predicted happening, except maybe Hideki and Adam Scott. Um, but I've seen a little more fire out of Trevor than I think uh, I would have thought. I'm kind of with DJ. I think he said it in the preview pod that, you know, you've seen a different side of Trevor that, you know, maybe will carry off, carry over into the broadcast booth uh, next year. That'd be cool to see. I, I think legitimately Trevor Emmelman is a great leader from everything I've been able to gather from this entire process. And whatever this final score ends up is not an indictment of his leadership. I think the fact that internationals were close, way closer than 4-1 today, honestly, is uh, has to be his leadership has to have a part in that. Honestly, I, I really do think so. So he's dealing with, you know, guys 17th, 18th, whatever they would have been on his original roster list. And he's got him there in contention. But uh, Sean, we are going to let you go. Looks like your connection's starting to starting to buffer a, a wee bit. Oh, no. When Randy's out buffering you, you Tough know it's a, you know it's a problem. All well, we, new world, baby. All new world. We know you got some uh, some writing to do as well. We appreciate uh, you you popping on here and uh, sharing some insights. Thanks, Thanks, buddy. Cheers. Thanks, Sean. All right, Sean's gone. That that sucked today, guys. That was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> we told Sean we were going to put him in a, a position to fail today. Um, 
I, I meant what I said about Immelman, though. I mean, the internationals showed some grit, some fight today. They are so, so badly outgunned. And uh, to get even a point out of it was good. And it could have gone very, very differently. It looked at one point like it was going to be 3-2 and that that was going to be... I, I said it earlier to you guys. I thought that was going to be like the most boring result was like US 3-2 because I think it goes like... The, the, the least exciting outcome of this is going to be a slow march towards like an 11 to 12 or 18 to 12 victory, right? I think it's kind of interesting if the U.S. blows them out by a lot. And obviously it's going to be interesting if it's close, but a slow march to like a six point margin, I don't think is going to be very fun along the way. Can I push back on that a little bit? When, when you sent that through three, two, I, the, the only, I, I take exception with that because the internationals can't pull off the upset or can't make it close without today being 3-2. So I agree. I, I think they needed to go out and be 3.5 to 1.5 their lead for it to be even close to having a chance to winning it, right? I, I think 3-2. I mean, the line think, almost doubled today. I mean, the U.S. coming out and not laying an egg was the only thing that was holding the line at what it is. It, the U.S.'s probability of winning all that stuff that you love went way, way up. Even at 3-2 would have been really, really good uh, for the U.S. to just get out of today without blowing it, really. Yeah, well... We don't need to argue the semantics of of it. I, I I think the most disappointing thing was, you know, Adam Scott and Hideki, your your two best marquee players, come out and get steamrolled six and five. That's so disheartening. And you know, I do you guys do you guys want to talk about that pairing a little bit? I do, DJ. I do want to talk about that pairing because I think they stink. They have a history <laughs> of stinking. I'm kind of out on Adam Scott just in general, uh, but I'm curious if I'm like as a person. No, not as a person, as a exclusively as a golfer. Okay, yes. okay. yeah. Uh, it just so I, I was looking up. I, I know Adam Scott has been putting better this year, and and even like gaining strokes, and he's been a, a well above average putter, I think, and maybe even Hideki has has improved a little bit. But Randy, shout out to the eye test. I, I think it, it was it was kind of the the age old like. Oh God, Hideki's got a four footer. Like, which way is he going to miss this thing by a cup? You know, on which side is he going to miss it by a cup? And it it was it was whiffs of that today. And I kind of feel that way a little bit. And I know they won, but with this with the Spieth and JT pairing, and I'm I'm told from some friends on site that they're good friends, and maybe that's why they why they were pairing up anyways, but like they're both putting like ass, and it just seems like in this format where it's like, man, you, you gotta make pars. And you gotta have a, a you know someone who can kind of bail you out with the putter and at least half the holes. Like those two pairings made no sense to me on either side. And and Adam Scott and Hideki, I know they're out there to try to set the tone. And and Sally, you said this to Immelman as well. I'm sure they're looking at all kinds of numbers that we're not looking at, and I'm sure there was a reason for it. It's not like they were they were just eyeballing it, but uh, I don't know. I know they're going out to set to set the tone, but I actually I thought Zinger had a pretty good point on the broadcast about that that. I mean, when they those guys go out and get beat six and five, like that sets a tone too, you know. And it's not really exactly. the one you're looking for. Uh, and so I, I'd almost rather see like uh, there. There's so much talk coming into this where it's like we've got nothing to lose, we've got nothing to lose, our backs are against the wall. Like, go put out Tom Kim and KH Lee first or something like that, you know. Where it's like, okay, here's a team that that on paper a lot of people are probably going to expect to lose but if they do win it's going to put a massive charge into the guys and and kind of get the momentum going and almost bury that adam scott hideki if you do want to put them together if that is where your stats say and where that makes sense like almost put them deeper in where it's not such a tone setter if they get their fucking ass kicked like this 
Can I can I ride for Trevor again here? Sure, the, please. I, I'm not no, saying it's wrong. I'm dude, just, I don't totally the, get the it. The dude has nothing to play. He has no options here, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. There's not like a there's not a pairing that's sticking out here that should have gone together. There's not, uh, you know. I, I think again, they got to hope to like. They got to hope to flip Cantley and Shoffley, right? That's the top U.S. team. I think we kind of felt that coming into the week, right? So you got to hope to flip that one, and you got you're looking for a a fluke play, a, a, a interception on the one yard line, run it back ninety nine yards to get the like to start some momentum and go for the win, right? If you lose it, you might lose twenty to eight or twenty to ten, whatever that might be. That that's a possibility, but like you got to be looking to make those kind of risks, whatever that is. And I just don't, I don't think he has the buttons to play. I don't think there's someone that pairs much, much better with Hideki that, that again, yeah. all the guys that know how to actually do pairings might roll their eyes at this or, or whatever, but Again, it, we're not talking about a team that has Cam Smith and Abe Answer and Leishman and and uh, Joaquin Neiman. And how, uh, how good would Abe and Cam have been on this team today? I mean, the U.S. <laughs> talking about some guys who, who could make some butts. They were there for the taking today. The U.S. did not play good golf. And I'm going to put Cantley and Shoffley aside. They had a right. fantastic stretch. They birdied five, six, seven, and nine, and uh, they just blew the doors off, but everybody else was beatable. Morikawa played incredible golf, but Cam Young actually really struggled with the putter today, and his ball striking looked like it was a little bit shaky. It was kind of tough to tell from the television. We'll talk about that. Um, Spieth and Thomas looked incredibly beatable today. Scheffler and Burns were three up on Siwoo Kim and Cam Davis, number one player in the world and number 12 player in the world, giving up a three-up lead uh, to those two at home. That was a tough scene. And Max and Tony, I, I can't really say what happened in that match because they didn't really air it. But uh, obviously that came down to 18 when they were all square. What do, you, how, what do you feel like happened? I feel like they were pretty <laughs> average. I mean, I'm just guessing. Max was really good at three-foot putts because we saw five of those today. It would just fast-forward Max from three feet to tie the hole. And here I am assuming, like, whoa, why are they showing this? Shit, he must miss it. Don't, don't look. Don't look. And they all went right in the center. But, uh, yeah, Amsterdam can save for later. Uh, I know there's probably a lot more to talk about for today. Pairings just came out for tomorrow, and there's some really very interesting ones, I think. And I know it's 4-1, and it's probably going to be a dusting, and it's it's not going to be close. But again... The result was the, out before we started we, the cup, like it was. As we said in the preview, this is this is one for the sickos, man. And, <laughs> and uh, one takeaway I had from today was how much I really enjoyed watching Cam Davis. He seems like kind good. of a... A bit of a big money player there coming down the stretch. Some some cool shit, like really good shots, good putts. And he's going out first tomorrow with Adam Scott. So I don't know if uh, you guys want to go through pairings now or you sure. want to save them. Same. Let's just go ahead and run through them. All right. Match number one, Adam Scott and Cam Davis for the internationals will be going against Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas. Randy, please. Why, why do you break up your only team that won today? Hmm. Uh, foursomes and four ball are different. It, different Siwoo formats. is not sit, not playing in uh, in this session, so I guess love Siwoo's energy. See, this is where I I think mm, we I, Captain Illman's got to go on some feels. He's got to go on some feels if he's gonna you know he, he's gotta he's gotta make it ugly. He's gotta muck it up a little bit. Stand he's in the eyes. toss bones. <laughs> yeah, I mean we're looking for anything right here. Uh, uh, very curious decision for me. Well, we will we'll go, but let's let's keep moving through them, and we'll kind of total them all up afterwards. Uh, match number two, Sung J M and Sebastian Munoz. Sebastian Munoz, a guy that can make. It seems like he shoots sixty one like once every six weeks, and and finishes like t thirty eight. But uh, he can make a lot of birdies, is what I'm saying. Against Scotty Scheffler and Sam Burns, I I don't know that they're going to have two off days in a row, but we'll see. Match three. 
not wild about this. Mito Pereira and Christian Bezadenhout uh, against Kevin Kisner and Cam Young. That feels like a formidable team. Hideki Mats- love this pairing. Hideki Matsuyama and Tom Kim. Mm. I would have liked to see that one today, to be honest. Me too. Uh, but I also like oh, fuck, man. My guy Cage Lee is not playing in the four balls either. God, I got I got some issues. Uh, they're playing uh, Cantley and Xander. That we'll ah, see. Go for it. We'll, we'll that's, see. Tom Kim is born for that. He's going to be so amped up for that. And that's what that's what gets me excited is these those last two matches. Hideki Tom Kim versus Cantley Cantley and Xander. I think is going to be exciting. And then the two Canadians, Corey Connors and Taylor Pendrith, against Max and Billy Ho. <laughs> Which is going to be great. Billy Ho's getting, he has to go very last. He's the last match off. Uh, I'm guessing he's uh, he's going to be just wound up extra, extra tight tomorrow, ready to put on a show. We need some content from tomorrow because today really did not provide much of everything I said in the preview of like, hey, weird shit happens in team golf and it's going to be fun. Almost none of that really happened today. I mean, we, we're kind of stretching it thin here trying to find something fun and or funny that happened today. We got a couple of huh? things. Tom Kim stomping after it and coming up like 30, 40 feet short was was nice. That was a good amuse bouche to maybe some weird stuff, but I, I need I need more of it. I need my guy Cage Lee going off in the afternoon too. I don't know if you guys saw the uh the video that they did with uh Sam Harrop, the guy who does all the parody videos, did like got all the international players singing and KH Lee just has this like beautiful falsetto that he's that he's singing it. It was it was spectacular. Seems like a guy that is so immensely comfortable in his own skin. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, becoming a massive fan. What baby KH is more valuable not hitting golf shots than he is hitting golf that's, shots. That's a really good point. Really, really good point. A quick shout out again to our friends at BMW. You thought BMW was just the ultimate driving machine, but it is so much more. It's also the ultimate electric driving machine, the ultimate buddies trip machine, the ultimate design machine, because the ultimate cannot be contained to just one thing. All electric. All BMW, visit BMWUSA.com to learn about the iX and the i4. I got something to build off of both of those things. Uh, you know who was not the ultimate driving machine? Uh, was uh, Mito Pereira on the 18th hole. And uh, what they had immediately queued up, which is what Neil described his tee shot as when uh, during the PGA Championship on the 72nd hole, was uh, that he looked like he got electrocuted. Uh, so if I, may, if I may put that comment in there up against the BMW electric ad, uh, I will say... <laughs> I don't know where you're going seed, with that. Tough seed. They, the fastest thing, the only thing they like timed up really well and had ready for us today was the meetup before his tee shot landed on the 18th hole they had that southern hills clip queued up that was a fast drive by i, th- I think if i'm bazaden hode I, I may be saying hey Mito, why don't why don't you give me the the evens tomorrow why don't you give me that why don't you give me that 18th tee because I, I you know third time who knows who knows what's going to happen in that in that spot that was not a good ball i hit today um, I thought one highlight golf wise, and again, we can talk about the golf. I thought just the overall quality of the golf today was not good. Um, I also think the green speeds have a lot to do with that. We can talk about that as well, but I want to give a shout out to Colin Morikawa because yeah. uh, we didn't get to see all these, of course, but he was putting on a total ball striking display by the time I had looked at it through like 12 holes or something like that and how this course kind of balances out they're able to exacerbate his approach skill in stroke play just similar to how they were at whistling straights he gets all the par threes and he's getting so many of the approaches on the par fours and fives 
and this, I promise this is more impressive than it sounds like. If you looked at what the, like the average distance is from all of these average well, distance that somebody hits it to from these yardages. It and would, you consider like the firmness, like Sean was yes. saying, like, I thought the greens actually were pretty firm. It was pretty hard to get it close. That's right. And I think they were just kind of so yeah. fast that I think it led to not very exciting moments on the green, but he, from 175 yards, he hit it to 25 feet from 157 yards. He hit it to nine feet from 165, eight feet. 108 to 25, that was not his best shot. From 246 to 24 feet. From 171 to 17 feet. From 314 to 28 feet. From 110 to 10 feet. And from 200 yards to 6 feet. That was how he started uh, his first, that's his first nine approach shots on the day. And for the people that say, like, you know, match plays about putting and it's about all this, it's like, no, no, no. If you got somebody that, that is going to do this, you are going to win the match. Like, it's pretty hard to lose a match. It really is. It's hard to putt bad enough from those numbers uh, and get beat in match play. And that is that was, for somebody that's not had a great year, Randy, I know he's your boy. Uh, I had to just you had hats off to that performance today, and he paired up really well with Cameron Young. I continue to just really scratch my head at, at how pairings get made. It's, 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 starting to, uh, it's starting to wobble my confidence a little bit. Like, Expand on that. Well, he's not playing tomorrow. <laughs> and like uh, Finau, who seems like he makes, I don't know, birdie on 60% of the holes that he plays is not playing tomorrow. And it just, I don't know, man. It, it's, a, it's a little it's a little strange that, to me that you don't have, and again, they are up four to one. So like, <laughs> who cares? I don't even know what we're talking about here. But it just is really weird to me that you don't have Kisner and Horschel playing in the foursomes. And instead, you're having them play the like, grip it and rip it four ball make as many birdies as you can holes but maybe they're I, I just i don't know it's it's very curious i would love to talk to some players or captains on on how they're coming together with some of these i think it comes to get down to course fit i think if this was the golf national we would have seen kisner horschel pairing uh just it was a, if it was about hitting more fairways than it really is uh i think it was you know you can line up a bomber in the in the in the four you know the odd tee shot spot in that foursome pairing. And, and that makes sense. It, and I, yeah. I thought Sean had a great tweet about that with the Morikawa stuff, right? Like you're, you're taking basically the, the one of the best iron players, if not the best iron player on the planet and giving them an extra 30, 40 yards and getting them closer. <laughs> yeah. Which, which makes total sense. But uh, some of these other guys, it's like, well, if, if Horschel, who's like a exceptional driver of the golf ball, like why I don't get why you're not putting him on one of those foursomes teams and having him hit half the tee shots. That just doesn't, doesn't make a ton of sense to me, but I'm sure well, they have. A, it's not like they're not thinking of it. I'm sure they have a reason. I just don't really know what it is. I, I think it uh, again. It goes back to like their role on this team is as the 11th and 12th men. Like they, they just don't stand out as being uh, like the good course fits necessarily. And they yeah. just the U.S. didn't have anyone else really to turn to in those slots. They are very good golfers, and they're going to probably play very fine. And they were good options for that, but. Uh, yeah, if you're, if you're throwing out your 10 best guys in foursomes, that, that's, that would be how you, how you'd want to use them. I, I don't know. It's probably like you want to have guys that are scoring differently on par fours and par threes and par fives is kind of how you would, a way you would do that with four ball, right? Like if you're going to, you're going to take a good par three score, you don't want to make him birdies on the same holes basically. But again, you're talking about such incredibly fine margins with that stuff that, um, it's. I think it's way harder to find out what your edge is in four ball than it is foursomes. I think that the the teams seem to gel or make sense or not make sense a lot quicker and easier when you're playing somebody else's golf ball. Yeah, and I guess maybe there's some protection built in for someone like Billy if it is his his first. You know, 
his first team competition and he runs super hot. It's like if he's off then and he's hitting bad shots, there's no protection going on. So maybe it's easier putting him in four balls with someone like Max, who's obviously in form and playing really well. So I, I, I all of these things kind of seem like there's a, a point and a counterpoint. It's just kind of whatever, whatever one you want to you want to go with. I, I I think that's right. I think you know the Davis Love has a very large margin of error with his pairings. I think DJ, you you showed earlier that Bazaden Hut apparently is a phenomenal putter. Why why he wasn't playing? Uh, foursomes was was really curious on the international side. And I just get back to you know I I want anyone to to take some chances, right? You got. You got nothing to lose. Uh, mix it up a little bit. That that's what I guess was disappointing. You know, we've seen the Hideki Adam Scott pairing before. They haven't been super successful. I think they're like one, three, and one coming into uh, to today. And you know, they got they got rolled over. Would you know throw throw like Tom Kim and and KH Lee out there first against yeah. against Xander and Patrick? What the heck? The <laughs> I, I kind of don't put too much stock in the Presidents Cup. Uh, records like past records either positive or negative because it's like well dude it's just been so lopsided that like every international player's got their fucking ass kicked <laughs> and every u.s player looks like a rock star because they've all like they've all won everything so i i don't know i was thinking about that like uh, granted the spieth would they say spieth is now five and oh or six and oh in foursomes in six the president's cup is yeah. like that and that's a good example too of someone who has historically like not driven it great and wouldn't seem like they would make a ton of sense in foursomes, but tends to get it done. And, and, you know, kind of that, that's where uh, Randy, they were, they were kind of speaking to some of the intangibles after their, after their round a little bit. And when someone hits it crooked, you've got a guy like Jordan to hit weird ass shots and get you back in the hole and just kind of figure mm -hmm. it out. I think all, like all of us on such a different uh, plane here, can understand at least a little bit how hard alternate shot is just from the very few times we've had to do it and especially like do it on camera which again is is almost an identical situation of course <laughs> what we're doing but like what it's so hard to get in a rhythm it's so hard when you're you're not hitting you know similar types of approach shots on every hole and i don't know you, you see that with with some of these guys i think it's it's that almost kind of felt a little bit like what we saw in the scotty and and uh, Sam Burns pairing a little bit. Like those guys just, they weren't, didn't seem like they were clicking. Match play is so much better with one ball in play. Foursomes yeah, and singles over four ball. It, it, especially with how it's presented on TV. Like they have no hope when you double the amount of golf balls in play. <laughs> they have absolutely no shots. I love foursomes. It's super easy to keep track of. That ball is in the left rough. They're in trouble while the other team's in the fairway. And it just, it goes so much faster. And I, it, it, they, they were, they were not good matches, but they were close today. I mean, the U.S. did not – only Xander and, and, and Cantlay went out and stomped the other team. And, Which, again, is like – it's a kind of a double-edged sword or double – I don't know what the fuck the <laughs> metaphor would be. But it's uh, – you can look at it either way in that, like, they were really close. Like, that's a great sign for the internationals. Or they were really close and like, dude, that was your time to go that get it. it. Now, you're, now you're already dead. Now you have no chance. <laughs> Like that was it. That was we were giving you a head start, and you didn't take it. JT's chunking shots. He had a toe <laughs> shank. I mean, I just don't think you could rely on that the next couple of days. Speeds putting off the green. Like there was some horrendous shit that happened out there today. And this team is 
wildly talented, and that's why I was very, very, very bullish on them blowing the doors off them, and they didn't even play well today and got four points out of it. But um, I think the internationals are capable of better golf than they played today as well. I think there were just the, there weren't those moments. There weren't the the thirty foot birdie putts drained. There wasn't you know JT's trying to you know inject some excitement into it with a you know a long par putt that he makes on fifteen the real eighteenth and celebrated that one and uh, but there just there was none of that like incredible. There weren't a lot of incredible golf shots today. Not a lot of miracle recoveries and it just. Coors just played kind of hard. It really did play pretty hard. I don't. I don't know if that sets up the like the best for entertaining entertaining TV for this event. Yeah, no, I agree. I know it's, that that's counter to what we've said many many times about PJ Tour courses being soft and birdie fests and all that. But uh, as we've said, the course is not nearly as important, uh, you know, to a match play event if it provides atmosphere if it provides a scene if it provides something for the fans to get super hyped about and and big moments and i think they're kind of caught in the middle with quail hollow it's too familiar and uh it 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 just greens were too fast man their greens were looked way too fast to me but it also like kind of what we were saying in the preview too is like the harder you make the golf course that it's not it's not going to necessarily bring in like more fluke stuff i think it's just going to the cream is just going to kind of rise, right? Like the better players are just, it, that's that's where a lot of this stuff ends up going, right? Is it, the margins are super tight and it just seems like at the end of the day, the the kind of tipped balls like tend to go to the better player, right? Or like the little tiny margin of, of difference ends up swinging toward the better players where you have these like all these close matches and it's still four to one at the end of the day. I think some like that, that kind of just has to over that many holes and that many, matches and whatever it just kind of seems like it would it would have to lean towards the talent edge right yeah 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 i think talent talent's always gonna shine through uh so i thought cam young's put to to clinch their match was that was, was big was along those moments that that you were hoping for cam davis had a little one i was gonna yep. say cam davis stuff in the wedge on 17 was a good moment um on our screen uh dennis Peterson was saying kind of low energy in general. And and that was my takeaway is it, it just, I thought that was the overriding thing. And I don't want to blame the course too much for that. I, I think it's probably just everybody thinks the U S is going to win by a lot. The international team's been decimated by defection and you know, I, it's hard to like when you've kicked their ass for years and years, and then you got them on, you know, we're going to kick your ass again. It's just tough to like really get up for that as a, <laughs> as a fan. I feel like, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I think the Remind, players too, right. like, I think they yeah. honestly, a part of them feels a little bit bad, like getting too amped up or getting too animated about this uh, because it's going to be that big. I'm not joking. I honestly think that like, there's a little, I think you're, I think you're still right, which is why I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> like, 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 doesn't it feel kind of silly to dance super hard when you're, you know, yeah. I, I hate to, yeah. <laughs> to, you know, when you're beating Taylor Pendrith and Mito Pereira, like, I just think it's hard to get super hyped about that. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, reminds me a little bit of there's a Simpsons, like, transition where they go to the news desk and Kent Brockman's like, and, and of course, the little engine that no one thought could didn't. And, like, that's <laughs> the end of the story. That's kind of how today felt a little bit. What's best case scenario then for the rest of this, man? Because like I, I again, I was I was hyped for this, and uh, I'm, I, I'm not ready to apologize yet, but I'm close. I'm I'm bullish on some of the who knows. I'm bullish on some of the like four ball matches tomorrow. I don't think it's going to be 
anything crazy, but I think they're, you know, I don't think it's going to be 4-1 U.S. again. I don't think it's going to be 8-2 going into you think it's gonna be Saturday. I, what's that? You think it's going to be 5-0? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, it just as well, just as easily could, I suppose. But I, I think they'll get a couple back tomorrow, but then it's, you know, on Saturday morning, you're going right back to the foursomes, and I think they'll probably get dusted again. So it's, I think, like you said, Tal, it's just going to be, Probably a, a slow bleed. I, I going way back to the conversation you guys were having earlier. That's where I think three two would have been very important, Randy. It's it's crazy yeah. how different four one feels than three two. Even even getting a half right, yeah. three and a half, one and a half. I they they needed that any type of point from that last match. Yeah, and even if Solly, I think you're right that it's it's probably like the, we always kind of fall into the same fallacy in these team events where there's so many freaking points available yeah. in the singles and we're 16% can, of the way through. Yeah. Yeah. It can all swing like super quick and, and you always get kind of these outsized uh, like perspectives on all of these sessions. But so I, I do think it'll be kind of like a, a slow bleed, but it, I don't know, just keeping it close has something to do with like just mentally watching it and mentally like the momentum and all of those kind of stupid intangible things just are just going to go away, even though there are so many points still available, I think. It, it still is weird how probability works in golf. Uh, Randy, please don't fall yeah. asleep on me. I, I promise this will be this will be somewhat interesting to you. Like it the 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 odds for the U.S. to win as right now on Data Golf are only eighty eight point five percent. And how often do we see football games get to ninety nine percent win probability and flip? Like it happened with the uh, the Jets game last week. They were at ninety nine uh, percent chance of losing and, and flipped it in the fourth quarter. Yet this feels more like a ninety nine percent probability. Like this this does not feel like they have a eight percent chance. There's three and a half percent chance of a tie. Eight percent chance that the internationals will win this. It feels like one to me, and that's not I. I I don't think that's the jingoism in me that is uh, that is saying that. <laughs> what are the odds at right now? Like the actual? I think the U.S. is minus two thousand uh, to win. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Can you imagine putting up two thousand dollars to win a hundred bucks out of the U.S.? <laughs> I was telling everyone, telling everyone I could to bet it at minus three thirty if you lived in one of those states. Uh, and here we are. So. Uh, well, let's let's uh, going into tomorrow. I know DJ, you read off the the uh the matchups but you know, do a little heads up uh, yeah let's em. give a little predictions here sure. all right all right adam scott cam davis versus jordan spieth and justin thomas u.s I, i'm gonna give that one to the internationals okay I'm going. guys guys talk to me how am i wrong i'm, I'm sure people are like oh, why the hell does randy not like adam scott as a golfer like but he just doesn't do it for me why how am i wrong why am i wrong why am i an idiot talk me off of that I can't, I'm not going to tell you how to feel, right? I think he's a, a wonderful gentleman. I think he's a beautiful golf swing. I find him likable. I've always just I, I'm I I think he. No, I'm I'm with you on all okay, of that. Okay, you just don't think he's good. I just don't think. Like, come on, Adam. We got to. You know, this is <laughs> doesn't pass the eye test. This is the time, man. Come on, be a leader. I think he's quietly been playing much better golf than you may have paid attention to know, you know he's kind of like just him. under that surface of he's he's playing very very consistent golf i, th I think i mean I, I didn't play great at the tour championship but t5 and t5 at the first two playoff events he's had like kind of nice finishes all year he just yeah, he's just very freaking solid man and it, i think it kind of ebbs and flows with the putter you know he's gonna hit it great every day and that's where i think i don't know cam davis seems like he's 
Seems like he's got at least a little juice, and maybe yes. he, you know, maybe almost like if if you'll allow, uh, almost I, I know these two people could not be more different, but almost whiffs of the like Phil Keegan stuff where Adam Scott has played so many of these fucking events, right? And he he probably like I'm not saying he's going through the motions, but probably needs a little spark and now he's got cam davis playing his first one he's got he's excited he's got a little energy they're going out first uh you know maybe that's a, a little bit of a an inspiration and and some of those some of the putts fall or some of the some of the stuff goes their way also jt and spieth like looked really bad they today. did yeah they did I, big spot for cam davis loved watching him yeah much more of a unit than i ever realized um <laughs> i'm not down with the i can't get down with the flesh colored beards I'm, that's always going to be a no for me. Sure. Okay, uh, Adam Scott, I mean, if you have the most beautiful swing in golf, you, you know, you got to win a little bit more for me. Um, but hopefully the the all Aussie pairing kind of, you know, gives them some. I, I, like I'm looking for Adam Scott to be like Allen Iverson on that Sixers team that went to the finals. Just just drag the whole team. <laughs> Give them a chance. Come on, Adam. I need, need you to turn your if you're going to get this animated about Adam Scott, you got to turn your game down just a little bit. Like we're, we're at maxed oh. out levels here. I know. I appreciate it. I love seeing the passion out of the big guy. Oh, no, but, but that's why I need Immelman. I need Immelman getting in asses <laughs> in the team room. I'm sure he is. Uh, I think I, I think Spieth and JT played better tomorrow than they did today, and they won today. So I, I'm going to take them still to win that one. Next up, uh, Scheffler Burns versus Sungjae and Sebastian Munoz. Uh, I, I hard time believing Scheffler and Burns lose again. Sam Burns did not look good today, from what I gathered. Yeah. That was a very shaky uh, first team uh, U.S. team. I, I'm, I'm Team Burns. Listen, he's got a ton of talent, and he should 100% be here. But that was not the start he was looking for today. Scotty also looks gassed and just like, like exhausted. Uh, yeah, missed some putts that, you know, it seemed like he'd been making all year. They started um, really well. They were pouring him in in the beginning. And then, uh, again, kind of losing track. I mean, I have to go through Shot Tracker to see where, you know, where uh, where Burns was driving some of these drives today. But they, they, they totally just ran out of momentum and played pretty horrific on the back nine. I, I think if you're, you know, if you're putting a gun to my head, I, I guess I'll take the number one player in the world and Sam Burns. Uh, but I don't think I don't think that one's gonna be a blowout. I weirdly think Munoz is gonna play play decent as well. I, I don't I, think I, I don't know that they have the horsepower to necessarily beat those two if they're if they're clicking. But I don't think they're gonna get run out of the gym. I'm praying Munoz is on, and I'm fearful he's gonna shoot like a 76 on his ball. <laughs> but I, I'll I'll predict that the the internationals get a, at least a point and a half out of those first two matches. Hell yeah, I love that. Okay. Uh, so I, you, oh, you said you're going Scheffler and Burns. I'm going to go with, yeah, I'm going to go with that with those guys. Uh, uh, okay, Mito and Bazaden Hote against Kisner and Cam Young. Uh, let me start. I think the Americans win this Yeah, probably this by could, the 14th hole. I think this one could be ugly as well. For, guys, I'm not. I'm going to take the U.S. in all five of these. I, I don't think they're going to go 5-0 and o tomorrow, but I think at worst it's 4-1, to one and I don't know which one they're going to lose, but I think the U.S. I mean, they're they're favored, obviously, in all of them. I, I do think Kisner's going to play really well. I, I think he's, you know, for all the talk of him needing to be on a team, and I, I, I do think he's going to be locked in and, and you know, very intense, and I, I expect him to play well. Yeah, I don't – that uh, international team's a bit of a, a bit of a question mark. I can't say I know a ton about Bezayden Hode other than he's apparently 
like the best putter on either team and uh perfect day to sit him Mito, yeah yeah exactly. i mean but if we're talking like i i pulled gotta up, save him gotta save him he hasn't he hasn't <laughs> if you make them all on thursday you're not gonna make them all on sunday he like legitimately one of the worst drivers over the past three months in all of golf like that's probably where that starts from and not striking the irons well either. which is so, tough so which is tough you can I make can a speak, bunch of 20 speak from experience there you can make 20 footers for bogey i just don't think that's going to serve you very well against you know some of the uh some of the best players in the world on the other side and Mito, I don't know in this in this format. I, I just I still as much as we've seen him, you know, in the PGA and and now today, it's like I I still don't feel like I have a great sense of his game either. To be honest, I, I know he was just like eviscerating people on the Corn Ferry Tour, which makes you think he's just kind of this electric electric type, like really high octane player, and it doesn't really seem like that. Just kind of based on what we've seen from him this year. So I don't. Who knows? I don't know what we'll get. Uh. I think match four has got to be the the marquee match, right? If there is one tomorrow. Hell yeah. Hideki, Tom Kim. Tom Kim was awesome to watch today. Hideki, Tom Kim versus Cantlay and Xander. Which I was joking before we came on. I think if I'm Davis Love, I'm just having Cantlay and, and Xander follow Hideki around. I mean, just <laughs> look, I don't care you put with Hideki. I'm waiting until you put him up on the board, and that's who I'm that's when I'm sending out my boys. I don't remember what the I don't know what the order was of who who put him up there, but it looks like they did it. I I think Tom Kim, I mean, listen, we're very early in this. Seems like he's ready for he seems like he wants the ball. Yeah. Right? And that's where it's like, yes. hey man, tomorrow tomorrow's a chance. 20 years old, the first team playing with the stud, playing against their studs like again, Randy kind of kind of to your Munoz thing. It's like it seems like it could be a 64 or 74 tomorrow. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what we're going to get. I, I can't wait. This it's is going to be interesting. Exactly. This is the spot. You know, this is this is how legends grow. If if Kim comes out and shoots, you know, 65 tomorrow and is is acting with all kinds of energy and enthusiasm like like that's how that stuff begins. So awesome opportunity for him tomorrow. Can't wait to watch that match. Um, what the heck? I'll, I'll call for the international upset. Whoa. I'm going to you think it's a classic trap game? It could be, you know it could be who knows i i don't know how they're gonna win but i'm picking them to win maybe some sort of rule snafu or something <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly cool. we'll see uh i am going god i'm gonna pick a tie i'm gonna pick a tie i like them all man I, I'm, I'm calling it as a draw that you know it's got to be a hangover game for the for the big u.s studs Last match, uh, I, I, I'm taking the U.S. on that one. Last match, Connors and Pendrith <laughs> against Horschel and Homa. How about thank just, you for your service, by the way, throughout. So, so I'm not, so I'm not taking uh, uh, all of the U.S. I'm going to go. I'll, I'll reverse jinx Max here. I'm going to take Corey and Taylor Pendrith here, which I I must admit. I think that was the first time I've seen Taylor Pendrith play golf. Was this was this week when for he, sure. he kind of? I was texting Bacon. He's got like a Canadian Robert Carlson, yeah, kind of a mm, kind I of like a look. That. Very much like uh, that. I don't know what that means, but that was what popped into my head. Can uh, we go back to, to the Corey Connors Sung Jay pairing today? They needed to win that match. They, God, I loved that pairing. That, that was, uh, for, again, if I'm Trevor Emmelman, it's like, dude, I'm at minimum, like my good players, I got to get a lot out of you guys. We, I need, we, needed, we needed you, dog. I'm going to need something you. out of that. They made five bogeys today. In uh, in foursomes, they made an eagle, which wasn't really an eagle. It was kind of conceded the two putt. 
Uh, and they birdied eight and nine. That was it. They had no, nothing. Seven, eight, nine was their only stretch where they did anything. And uh, I mean, we know how good the, both those players are. And they they laid a big fat egg today against again extremely vulnerable, chunky, toe shanky, hooky, uh, Spieth JT pairing today, which had almost nothing going. Yeah, uh, I think I think Billy and Max might shoot like fifty eight tomorrow. <laughs> I think that I think they are going to vibe each other's faces off. <laughs> I, I like I, I can't imagine if you're Max. I cannot imagine going from maybe the calmest, like m- what seems like the most relaxing guy on the planet in Tony Finau to the most high stress, <laughs> like again, just just premium sports car. Like let's go drive this thing 200 miles an hour, see what happens. Kind of a guy. I, I that is a that's a weird. Very interesting spot to put Max in in his first his first team event, but I I cannot wait to see what happens. Again, they might you know they might shoot seventy four as as a team as well. I I have no idea, but I I think they're gonna. I think Max is a chameleon. I think he I think he's that kid in high school who can either you know you want to like go get weird with the art kids, you want to go play basketball with the jocks, you want to go get stoned with the with the burnout kids. Like I think Max is down for whatever you put whatever group you put him with and I think he's going to uh I think he's going to have a good time tomorrow. I I think perhaps Billy's entire career has led to this moment, right? He is. He <laughs> couldn't is, have said it better. He yes. is uh, a part of a team that I have made very clear that I think is going to win this President's Cup, and he is in charge of bringing entertainment to our televisions tomorrow. It is not necessarily about the birdies and bogeys, but I need him calling out his opponents for doing something sketchy. I need him in somebody's face. I need him. I need him cussing out a rules official. I need him shoving Max down a hill at some point. I need that him, I didn't think about. It. He might legitimately injure Max. <laughs> Correct. I need him screaming after a six foot par putt. I need all of it. I need the club throws up in the air. I need him playing to the fans. The whole pumping up the, the crowd on the first tee. I got to have it all. Everything's been. You've been wanting to be a part of these teams for a long time, and I don't think the results in question. You're last out. Like this is. You're probably eleventh or twelfth guy on the team. Like go do your thing, man. Go do the whole thing. The whole thing. I want the whole. Billy Ho package tomorrow. This is the only time I'm going to say this. I really wish it was a Ryder Cup tomorrow. I, re- I really wish he's, not, he's out there playing that. against like John Rahm and Rory <laughs> against, no offense, Corey Connors and Taylor Pendrith. Is not, it doesn't hit quite the same. There, there's not quite the same upside for international incident as there is uh, in a Ryder Cup. But, you know, take what you get. If he can piss off a couple Canadians, though, you'd be worth the price of admission. You know he's wilding out. Uh, I I just I hope we see him in uh, in in foursomes on on Saturday. I need I I think I think that's where he's going to give you more just out of his mind. Yeah, we need him working working with another player. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, I'll be interested. I, I I would love somebody that actually knows how to do it. Describe how you figure out the four ball foursomes stuff, right? I I. Or on a course like this, why he wouldn't be playing foursomes versus uh, four ball? I don't well, know. What they, do. they got the math geeks in the room. I, yeah, hell yeah. Those are my boys. Take it away. Those are my boys, Randy. <laughs> Go with your gut. Uh, why don't we? Uh, why don't we play a little cash app game for those of you that are uh, are, are watching this? Hopefully, you've watched a lot of our live shows before. <laughs> I hope you, uh, <laughs> the comment here from Kyle Eads, Billy ripping smelling salts beneath the first T grandstands. He might be, 
I know. Shut it down. It's not going to get better than that. Let's send him some cash in the cash app game. We need your we need your cash tag, Kyle. Hopefully, you Kyle, Neil and Tron. Uh, Neil and Tron are not here, but the uh, it's going to be very similar to the the starting defense plays at the table from uh, the program. I think that's going to be Billy's whole energy tomorrow. <laughs> uh, for the cash app game. For those of you who don't know, you got to get signed up for cash app. You got to use code NLU. Uh, they'll give you free cash. They'll give you all kinds of great stuff. But we're going to do. You got to summarize the day in three words and you got to put your cash tag in there cody's going to select the best ones and cash app's going to send you 50 bucks for getting your comment featured here on the show when personal finance connects you to both your funds and the stuff that matters that's money that's cash app uh you can send spend save invest split tip donate gift or just type some numbers into the app all in a single finance app that's money that's cash app it's fantastic I use it every single day. You can download it from the App Store or Google Play Store today. Add your cash tag to the 80 million and counting using the app. Use code NLU. You get a free $15 plus $10 to youth on course. Uh, we'll shout out a couple of these as they go along, but they're always always uh, tough to keep up with as uh, as you guys plump them you, in. The best. You guys want to you guys want to start? Sure. You got you got your three words? No, I don't. I haven't thought of this. You go first. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to lead into our, our next segment and I'm going to go with, uh, a moment ago. Ah, it's going to go while you're away, while we're away would be my, would be mine today. Uh, just, I I'd love to give a a throwback performance tonight as far as what we, what we witnessed on our TV. That was abhorrent. I think that was in, in the top five worst golf telecasts I've ever watched in my life. (laughs) (laughs) I, I would struggle to think of four uh, four worse ones. And, uh, and honestly, we're just warming up. I got a lot more to say, <laughs> but I'll, Randy, the 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 floor is yours. <laughs> I really like that one from our guy Richard Gear. Half the world, uh, <laughs> which yeah, as as uh, Taylor Pedroth lined up his putt on eighteen, uh, Azinger said, "Who I love, Zinger's my boy." But he said uh, he knows half the world's watching this putt right now. Half the world is three point four billion people. <laughs> I sw- there were not 3.4 million watching that taste, putt. Taste it, live. <laughs> Hicks, Hicks should have asked him which half. Uh, <laughs> just see what he would have said. Um, I, you know what I was thinking today, and it, and it goes back to that first uh, that first matchup. But um, you guys are baseball fans, right? You whether it be a, a you know first game of, of of a playoff series or maybe down the stretch, your your team's in it. You got your ace going, big game, and you know the ace just comes out and gives up like six runs in three <laughs> innings, and it's like, dude, what are we even doing here? So my three words were ace got bombed today, uh, or, or ace bombed today, I guess would be three words, and that was that was uh, Scott and Hideki. That that just is so deflating. That uh, that specific example hits pretty hard this week, as far as kind of the. The Guardians being in town with the White Sox. Yeah, we need see we need Cease to yeah. give us good innings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just wasn't quite enough. But since, yeah, I feel you. Since, since, what, what since you, you did a moment ago, I'm gonna do I'm gonna this is I'm gonna play I'm gonna test the boundary limits of this game, if you will. But I'll just say, what are we doing? Like, <laughs> I wanna say what are we doing, but that's four words. Like what no, seriously, what are we doing here? How about just what is this? What is this? <laughs> what is this? It's a horrific, horrific, horrific <laughs> television product. Like, it what is, are what are you? We're not meeting the minimum threshold Why? for entertainment here. I mean, <laughs> it is it is a complete disregard for the format. They just literally take their stroke play mindset and just go, "Oh, let's show a shot over here. Then we'll show a shot over here. Then we'll show a shot over here." 
There's no match play storytelling at all. There's no, they don't even keep a leaderboard up on there to show what the status of the matches are. They don't give, they don't like play the shots. They try to tell you what happened for all the interesting shots and only show you the chips and putts of what happened. The U.S. versus the the internationals, the world except Europe with out even having their top players like seriously what what am i supposed to feel about this who's supposed to be like rooting for the internationals even the name internationals like you can't chant that like what are we doing here i really don't know i know it's been the this tournament's gotten just beleaguered by by live if you will but we're going back to a golf course that is on the PGA Tour every year. We see it every single year. It's not one of the better ones. It's not one of the best tournaments every year, yet now it gets this tournament. It got a major championship, too. I just don't know what we're doing. I really don't. We're, we're giving, like, a presentation before the first tee. Like, instead of, like, trying to pump the crowd up, they're thanking the sponsors and all this. Just, I, I, I hyped this event. I said it was going to be interesting, and I'm close to apologizing because that was just a reminder. That's another good three words. Will you apologize? That, that was later, an, another. Uh, I really like Scott Scott Anderson's uh, golf, but quieter. I thought it was, <laughs> was really really good. That's that's really solid. It's uh, just like, uh, so, Solly, let me just say, I I have never been more proud of you. I you know I've I've told myself coming into this week, I'm going to have a good attitude. I'm going to try to find the positives in this. I'm going to I'm going to get invested. Uh, but I'm glad I, because if not, I, I would be right there with you. I mean, what, what the hell is even all of this? It, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm still looking for the positives. I think we are due for more fun the remaining three days than we got today, but it just was a reminder. Like I, we, again, this, this current golf world has kind of made you choose sides. And if we were deciding between live and the PGA tour, I've made it very clear that like I'm rooting for the tour over live, but that does not eliminate the many, 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 many flaws that we've highlighted many, many, many times over the years. And this just put all of it on display. It really did. It, it, it took, it was like a, it just felt very soulless. And it just had me asking like, honestly, what are we doing here? Right? Like I, I'm really, am searching. You got like team golf, right? Like that's, that's literally it. Like the rest of it, doesn't really work and uh i think it's still better than like watching the bay hill but and i think we're due for a little bit more fun than this but man was today rough and i'm just super worked up about like not being able to watch these professional golfers play in their matches like like no streaming groups online nothing like at least give me a chance to watch max online if i want to go out of the way and do it there, right five, five and a half hours of coverage 10 balls in play all day Couldn't keep and tracking. i felt like we didn't see much of anything it's so there's there's plenty of like objective PGA Tour things that I would, you know, in my limited understanding of all of this, would love to see changed. I would love to see it be a mixed event. We've been saying that for about five years now. Like now it's a cooler, thing. It's, it's in the public how, now. <laughs> how much cooler is that today? If it's if there's like a guy and a girl on each team and they're they're duking it out and you have whatever it is, eight of the 10 best women in the world are are would be on the international team essentially mm -hmm. like that would be unbelievable and would have an identity and would be so much more interesting but i think most of where i'm coming from today i want to be very clear like has nothing to do even with anybody in the production truck with anybody in the booth with anybody on the course with any of like the the people even like on site at this thing producing this telecast it is completely with the like lizards that would have signed this tv agreement the structure. and just like yeah. the, the the people that the, the people that think that this is a good idea and like nobody's going to even care we're going to max this thing out at 
like just 250 miles an hour on the commercials and we're going to get away with it because no one knows who we are is like, fuck you guys, man. Like that is so unwatchable. And anybody who actually watches golf clearly couldn't have like have signed up for that because it is when you're going to beat me over the head with the PJ tour is not about money. The PJ tour is about legacy. It's about real competition. They're even doing that before in the pregame show and, and learner and those guys, I mean, they're fighting with fucking both hands tied behind their back this week too, like trying to hype people up for this thing. But it's, you know, these guys, they're not getting paid this week. They're not, they're here strictly for the love of their country. And now here's another PXG ad. And now here's another Avis ad. Here's another bank of America ad. And it is so unbelievably unbelievably disconnected and disjointed you have no idea what is going on and like anybody who would have signed up for that to be the idea of what we're doing here is like giving such a middle finger to anybody who would watch this that it's it's like unforgivable at this point and i and listen a lot of this is like of course we're taking it a little personally because you know we're uh, we talked about how excited we are to watch Max this week, right? And he's he's been working for 15 years and like high level comp like competitive golf to make it to a team event. He finally does it. Finau hits the first tee shot. He's standing in the first fairway. His whole fucking family's watching. Everybody who's ever met him, anybody who's ever played golf with him is like, wow, Max is on the President's Cup team. I can't believe I get to watch him right now. He's in the first fairway and 75% of the screen is a fucking Bank of America commercial and there's no audio. You can't even see what is going on. And it's just like, dude, fuck this. Why why are we even why would anybody choose to watch this? And granted it got better as the day goes on, but it's like Did it? I th I mean, you know, when the last 3 matches are down there, I I felt yeah. like at least it was the last yeah. hour they at missed least felt most a little of the better. Play. Maybe I lost yeah. my my will to fight, but it was like Oh my God, man. It, it was just, that was like a bridge too far where it's like, you know, we've been talking about this live stuff for so long that I, I feel like we kind of taken our eye off the ball. Just, just how bad like the TV coverage still is. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, when they got to <laughs> Max and Finau got to 16, there were three matches on the golf course and they missed the first four shots of that hole. Like the, a par five, like the tee shots and the the second shots on a par five. They missed that with three holes left and three matches on the golf course. Like, I, why why are they not just showing these on tape at least? Like it's it's one thing to come back and show them on tape, but I feel like they don't even they don't even show many of the shots. So. Right, and that's kind of like I feel like that's what you see on you know if you complain about it on Twitter or whatever. It's just like well, I'll just watch it on DVR. It's like well, that's like not the first of all. If that's your answer to you know like covering live sports like if that's the fans best answer to this like maybe that's not a great business model and second like if they're not showing the shots in the first place it's not like i'm missing what they're showing like i'm still watching everything they're showing they're just they're not showing anything it's and, and it's and, tough man and it's really I know, tough i know we've all said this but playing through is truly an abomination just just go all the way to the commercial i i i don't playing through has to go it, it's simply horrible well, and they still do the same wipe after playing through that, like, will make you if they're if they end the commercials and somebody's starting their swing, you'll miss the swing and you'll miss the whole the whole start of the clip or whatever it is. It's uh, and we shout got out Captain to all, Cam. all my people watching watching online is every time it goes to yeah. <laughs> playing through, they get a full screen commercial, full so screen. they like don't even see those shots. It's just I don't know. That's they, another. I know like, nobody likes hearing like the no TV one, complaints. We don't stuff, like but doing like, it. 
that is the experience of the day is like honest to god if you ask me like what was the biggest story of the day is like how pissed i was for five hours watching that because it was awful yes oh but we got captain cam the 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 camera in the cart so that was uh they got digging at bryson which i thought was pretty sweet actually um when he ducked under the rope that they that was they made sure to get the re, the replay of that one instead of all the golf shots they missed but i, I kind of give up on their i mean they do this for the Ryder cup they do it for the president's cup they, they can't tell the match play story like they don't they don't really even try. It's not even a close call, uh, and it's not going to change. It just it, you, you almost forget it because you only do it once a year, and then it happens, and you're just like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's, this is how it feels every time, So, which is great yeah. for building a long-term fan base. I'm sure that's, you know, maybe over time they'll see their ratings decrease because people can't really watch it, but who knows? it's too early to tell as of this point, you know? So... <laughs> he's being sorry. Editor's note, he's, he's, he's being, being sarcastic. <laughs> Uh, a uh, couple other things to to clear through here. I thought Siwoo's interview afterward was awesome. I yeah. went to Media Day in 2018 when he was the defending champion of the Players Championship, and he was did not speak English to the level he does now. And he came out and just bravely. I always, you know, we always are quick to shout this out when dudes are doing interviews and not their first language and clearly not great at it. He came out and said like, "Hey, we were nervous early on. Like we were nervous, and we settled down and played a lot better golf." Uh, coming in, and and I thought that was a, a great little interview afterward, and I just wanted to shout that out. Uh, yeah, it was great. I cannot I, believe he's sitting tomorrow. Cannot believe he's sitting tomorrow. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I don't have a, I don't have an answer for any like any. There's no reason to uh, rest someone in particular for one of the first two days, right? I can see sitting somebody a session if you're going to. If you do that, it's on Saturday, so they don't have to play 36. But the way this is spaced out, it uh, it, it lets you kind of ride your horses if you want to. But um, want to do a couple uh, couple odds and ends? Sure, just let's do kind that. of random best things we saw. Sure thing. Randy, you want to you want to go? Uh, yeah. Hopefully, Code Man's there ready to tee this up. But um, at one point during the telecast, I, I and guys. I've been playing golf a long time. I mean, you guys are 38 <laughs> years old. Um, probably been playing 30 years now. And it didn't really click to me until I saw NBC kind of going through a hole. I had no idea the water. You're not supposed to hit it there. <laughs> Did you guys know that? I, I feel like, you know, I'm today, today years old when I when I found out you're not supposed to hit in the water. Well, so, so they put the wait. one X mark in the water there. As a, if you're looking, if you're listening to the podcast, we're showing an image of the uh, of the seventh hole, the par five that has water short, and there's three clear uh, markings on it to no go for the water. Because when they, when they put the one up there, I was super curious. It's like, oh, is that the target? That's weird. I wouldn't have expected that. When they put two on there, I was like, oh my gosh, is uh, you know maybe one of these that seems two, bad, but maybe you can get up and down. One of <laughs> exactly. these two targets is great. When they put three up, I was like, oh, you don't want to hit it in the water. I was stunned. Yeah, no, that's so, bad. So I guess the huge props to NBC for for really educating me on just simple golf strategy today. So that was that was one of the best things I saw. I got a, I got a text from somebody during the broadcast, and just I think they were irate about kind of how much of this stuff can just be verbalized instead of saying like, and that putt comes up short. You could be like describing the hole or you could be doing any number of these things like the the whole problem not to go back into it but is when you're not showing shots and you're like doing dumb cutaways yeah. <laughs> right it's like where you're just shooting yourself in both feet instead of <laughs> instead of just one foot so that keep an eye out for that 
tomorrow, I guess. But uh, I, I really loved, I, I want to shout out uh, Apollo Ugetti, I think from ESPN, just pointing <laughs> out, uh, I, I would really, really, really uh, encourage people to go seek out the visuals of this. Uh, he was just pointing out like why, why Xander's trying to look, quote, so hard in all these team <laughs> pictures. And they all look like he's, he just looks ex- like a, a massive, a uh, massive tough guy, and then he took the hat off today to hit a couple shots, and he just he's starting to look uh, he's starting to look a little beefed up. He's got the little like <laughs> it was it looked exactly as as Paolo pointed out, like the meme. Uh, you know, I stopped by one of my biggest haters' funerals. Uh, <laughs> it's just it's it's so good. One of one of my favorite things I think I've seen in quite a while. So, uh, my favorite thing I saw today. We can't play this because we're we're not allowed to play video from this, but. Uh, there was a putt uh, that went in, in the JT Spieth match that went uh, not very far past the hole. Uh, you know, I forget who hit it. I think it was Sung Jay uh, was going to have to hit the comebacker, and they cut to and Spieth like turns to JT like like asking, "Should we give it to him?" He doesn't even get a word out, and JT just goes, "No, no way." And it was so it was just so perfect. Just to, like there was no one was giving any putts today. I kept looking up like when I were, there would be a close one. I'd go look it up on Shot Tracker. It'd be like two feet, two inches. No, no, we're hitting hitting cups today on that one. Max had two putts to win from six feet, and they made him putt it on uh, either the second or third hole, I think it was. There were no gimmies to be had out there. Was, I, I would have thought this would have been a little friendlier on day one, but uh, that was a, that was one of the best things I saw today. I, Green, I, greens are my, fast. Yeah, greens are fast, and that's my kind of my kind of match. I will give if if that's you know if that's a, a tactic from the top. Oh, kudos to to Captain Inelman for that. Uh, Making, what else we got? Well, oh, can we talk about the Finau mustache thing? Oh, we can. Yeah, this many was, many people are sending this in. I, again, I, if you're on the podcast, apologize. Seek out the visuals. Did Big Tone cut off half of his mustache, or is this some sort of camera trick? <laughs> Cody, what can you fill us in here? You're just laughing your ass off over there. I, I, I'm still trying to get to the bottom of it, uh, or some would say maybe the top of it. I don't know <laughs> exactly which way we're going, but it appears. I've tried to enhance this the best I could, but it came way too pixelated. But it appears half the mustache is missing, so maybe we're going to have to hit up uh the pro 4.0 he said he, thinks, homie. he said i think it was whole that was the max's quote well, we sent him the picture and he said i think it was whole man well if anybody a, knows a the whereabouts look. of the other half <laughs> i think also reach out i don't know if it's so a good. bad camera angle or shot but that was yeah that people got a little stirred up with that one on twitter but um <laughs> i was gonna say uh yeah uh paul mcginley on live from Finally, going to the well, saying that the uh, the the Presidents Cup needs to be a mixed event, showing the the players that would be involved oh, in hell it. Hell yeah! I, I think this that. has come so far back around that people have forgotten we've like, that we it, it now it's everywhere. It's in Shaq's newsletter. It was on Golf Week. It's everywhere. It's like, hey, we've been talking about this on the internet for like six or seven years. I think at this point, almost to the point where we stopped saying it so often, and now everyone's like, oh, we should make this a mixed event. But I like to see it, the movement gaining steam. That's great. That's great. I think the PJ Tour would have to, you know, shout out to the commercial load. I would have to have some sort of uh, commercial incentive, no pun intended, to do that. Uh, I don't know how the actual business of it would work since the, it's all completely owned by the PJ Tour right now. But I mean, shit, man, if you're the LPGA, I almost think it's like, uh, I, I don't know. I have to think through this, but there's no real downside to like lending your players to a massive, massive, massive stage, right? So. No, it, it'd be it'd be wonderful. I mean, if they really wanted to, they would they would easily find a way to do it. 
I don't want to go completely down this route, but knowing that probably a potential conversation with LPGA Tour from Aramco or from Performance yeah. 54 is coming, why would the PGA Tour not get ahead of something like this? Well, and, we've and, kind of seen how they've gotten ahead of almost nothing. Just so take, take that question and apply it yeah. to everything from the last 18 years. <laughs> which which is, it's it's so messed up. This is a point Beth Ann made, Beth Ann Nichols of Golf Week. Uh, I talked to her periodically on the trap draw, and, and that was the exact point she made was the, the, the PGA Tour is dangerously close to having the, the Saudis be the first ones to bring together men and women in a joint <laughs> golf competition uh, for, for American golf. And like that's truly, truly, truly messed up. It's and tragic. There's no other way to look at that. Yeah. Man, it, uh, it's truly heartbreaking. It really is. Like, it's wild how fast they're getting shit done. Uh, you know what though? Like I maybe I think a big part of what's missing from this Presidents Cup and why it doesn't feel it, it you know doesn't feel like a real competition, and what has it really delegitimizes the OWGR because they're not playing for OWGR points this week, and I think that's total bullshit. Like the, the OWGR needs these players to be playing for like, otherwise it just completely nullifies. It's becoming, a, it's becoming a laughing stock. It is all the people I see at the coffee shop are laughing at the OWGR and its irrelevancy in, in the on the world stage these days. Uh, nor I don't know if the uh, the live guys are not paying their bot bill or whatever it was, but oh this, no, they're paying. They're all uh, I, I've met them all this week, my man. I was gonna. Say, it felt like the sentiment almost flipped this week it, when the Norman letter thing came out. It was just a total dunk fest. Norman sends a letter to Peter Dawson, the chairman of the OWGR governing board, and he he just begged and begged and pleaded for OWGR points. Made the same propaganda arguments that. We've heard him make all over the place, and man, it just was dunk SCN. Everyone just started piling on so bad. I, I expected it to be 50-50 uh, like it almost always feels like it is, and this was just a total dunk fest. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It doesn't – we've been saying the same thing over and over about all this stuff, but I, I think the, the very short version of it and kind of building on some of what I was posting about this week was I – the I, this idea that like no 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 like you don't understand we'll just give them to the top half we'll just give half the guy like you got to finish in the top 24 to get OWGR points if you're on live is like dude none of these guys have qualified for these this tour like that's why the OWGR has the rule that you have to be you have to have a qualifying school and you have to have some way to actually prove you should be on this tour because otherwise for instance and I'm not picking on him I'm sure he's a very nice guy you have someone like James Pyatt, who won the USAM, signed a contract and is now on this tour. And now instead of going to, say, a PJ Tour event and beating 70 qualified PJ Tour event or PJ Tour players or 80 or however many you need that week to actually, you know, earn OWGR points, you have to beat 23 other random signees. <laughs> and like having that as as a way to try to balance the scales makes absolutely no sense. So there, there's a lot of reasons why this like bureaucratic stuff is built in. And I don't know, it's just, it's, I it's know simple. nobody wants to like take the time to look into any of that, but it's, it's kind of there for a reason. This part's super simple. It, the OWGR is not a, a ranking of the best golfers in the world. It is a measurement. It is a ranking of the golfer, the best golfers performance in measured golf events, measurable golf events. That's what it is. It's not a power yeah. rankings. It's no one is questioning 
Cam Smith's talent or ability. Not one person. No one is saying he's not the second best player in the world or a top five player in the world, whatever that might be. No one is saying that. But he's not playing in golf tournaments anymore that we can measure actual performance. He's playing in 54-hole exhibitions, exactly like you said, that don't have a feeder system. Are, we have no idea how or why these people are qualified for it. Chase Kepka is would be the worst player on the entire PGA Tour and finished ninth. How the fuck, in the last one, the last event, how the fuck do we evaluate what that Cam Smith win means? Like, there's no scale to actually do it, right? So, it's not that difficult. It's really not, and it's just amazing, like, to watch Norman just beg and plead, like, just totally throwing the criteria out the window and just make a fool of himself. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's great fodder. Can I play devil's advocate? I, I don't even know. Sure. Do we want it? Like, are, are you sure. guys wanting to talk about this? But I, I think the other side of the argument would be when when situation arises such as live and obviously a, a significant or let's say a non-insignificant amount of what I think we all agree is world-class talent are playing golf events, like maybe you just have to rethink the whole system right and essentially do we have to come up with a new system when the environment completely changes i would push back on that respectfully and say that has happened so many times with new tours popping up and all the owgr says the same thing every time here's our list of of criteria and just meet that and that's the what is the fucking problem with just meeting the same as all the other tours and all these other tours who have like who have bent over backwards and changed their own rules to be part of the system. And like, it would be so uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not totally ignoring. Like I, I get that progress happens and change happens and all of those, you know, you gotta be nimble and all of those things, but you also have to have consistency in that. Like you can't just bend over backwards because four top players decided like, well, we don't want to be part of that system anymore. So you need to change for us is like the OWGR has a list of very black and white rules. You have to do this. You have to have a field size of this. You have to have this type of cut. You have to have this type of qualifying. You have to be around for this long. Qualifying really, very, very important to that too. You can't like really overstate. Also, this thing's been around for five fucking events. And they're like, why don't you just blow up the whole system? I don't get it. Like you need to give us retroactive points is so stupid. And I, I just don't get like, I don't get why... Oh God, it's like a two hour conversation that we really don't. You're right. Like we really don't have to have, but it's once you start getting into it, you just like see all these little tributaries of dude, if the majors wanted to change this, they could like everybody sees this as like some big PGA tour is like putting their foot down. Like the PGA tour has one vote of eight or nine. I, I forget or seven. I forget how many, how many it even is, but the, well, they have the federation like the, is like, they kind of have influence over that They're, and the DP world tour and the, so so I, there's three, and the majors have four. If the majors like, if the majors want to change any of this at any time, they totally can. But they haven't really like weighed in on any of this stuff because it's they've had five events, right? Like they're sure. the, the whole thing is like, dude, you gotta like at least. I know people like to get very riled up on the internet, and you need to change something right now. This is an embarrassment, but like, dude, you you gotta just like let things play out for a second. And and last thing, sorry. It's not like this is some black box surprise. Like right. all of these dudes for sure. knew exactly what they were doing when when they left. So like for sure. If I, it, if it gets to a point 
and and this is where I'll concede like two very massive things here is like if Liv wanted to change and hit all of those criteria, like dude, they should get points tomorrow. Like wave the even if After you want a year wa- of compliance, maybe. And that's where I would even have some wiggle room of like, dude, if you have a critical mass of the top players and it's clear this is going to be around and it does make sense to change, like I would say, okay, I get it. Wave the you know, wave the waiting period and whatever, but they're so not at that critical mass yet, right? Where like they're not at that critical mass and they haven't even come close to doing anything but like giving the middle finger to the system which they're leaving. So they're they're trying so hard to have it both ways that it's like, dude, why why would anybody bend over for them? You know? I I I think that's fair. Like I said, I I I think it's important just to try to play devil's advocate where where possible. I mean I think what I get back to is like the OWGR, it's been around what, since the early or mid 80s? Yeah. And so it's not like, you know, golf existed and majors were played. And, you know, it's it's not like the OWGR has been necessary since the start of, of, of time. Um, totally. And, and again, like I, I am not against changing it if you have something that is like, this is so clear cut, the future of the game. But it's like, dude, there's 90,000 people watching this thing on YouTube. Like, why don't we just chill for a sec? Right. And why don't we like, why why don't we let it play out just a little bit? And again, sure. If it gets to a point where John Rahm and Rory McElroy and Scotty Scheffler and Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas and all these guys are like out of the ecosystem all of a sudden, that's a much different conversation. But right now it's, it's a, it's a couple. And if the majors feel like their field is going to be diminished, because that's the whole entire conversation is based around who gets into the majors, right? And Correct. If, if the majors among are the people that are not like, already exempt, like Cam Smith and DJ are in the majors, and right? So is and if the majors are feeling like they are, you know, their fields are being diminished, it could not be more in their power to change their field and like how they allow players in or they can say we are giving the top 10 live guys an exemption into our major or like there's any number of ways to do this but to say all of this is like you know the pj tour just like blackballing these guys and and like they're pulling all the strings is not accurate i I don't think but well that's yeah no i i largely i the, yeah, the ma- I the haven't given have it up thought, but I, I largely agree with you. I, I just wanted to. I, it, it is an interesting conversation. It's oh. just crazy how much the major the majors have like skated by without really having to have like any skin in the game at all. So far. well, and I think that's if I'm in their position, I feel of like course. that's yeah. I don't want to like have <laughs> to make a decisive action until I am yes. forced to. And yeah, I guess that hasn't happened yet. Cody, I'd be curious any of your thoughts on this. We we talk about this all the time, but. I have no thoughts on the matter. Uh, I'm just happy to hear or see that uh, his tour of Capitol Hill went over swimmingly. So I'm sure everything's <laughs> going to be fixed after this because everything in DC gets fixed immediately after. That was sick. It was uh, that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna open the political. Keep your politics out of my sports, Cody. Come on. <laughs> All right. I partially agree with you, Randy. Though it's. I mean, I I understand their side of it, but I would say this for. At some point in time, every single one of those players that isn't already exempt, so take out the DJs, take out the Brooks, take out the Cams. At some point in time, them or their agents had to ask whoever they were negotiating with, what about OWGR? And I'm very, very curious to see what was actually said to them, what was promised, sure. yes, and see if those players who are now the ones that are being like punished for it, 
Like, they, is that a breach of their contract? And where, I don't know the answer to this, where is that enforceable? Like, do you go to the Saudis and be like, oh, no, I'm out, guys, because I don't think they treat people very well that uh, don't hold up their end of the bargain. That's one thing. And also, yeah, I just don't think they have any grounds to, like, of, you know, I was lied to here. I want out. I, I think that was definitely part of the equation. They got lied to and yeah. had about a lot of these things. And uh, it is it shows in, like, the fact that they were showing up at the, in Memphis, Taylor Gooch and Swafford and those guys, they, they were going to be able to play. Like, they're just getting very different information than, uh, than how it's playing out. So, anyways, keep your live out of my President's Cup, guys. Come on. This is... Ooh. This is uh, the pinnacle of sport we're watching right here this week. So, all right. I think that's a good wrap on today. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining. Uh, half a bi- half the world tuned into tonight's show. Thank you very much for doing that. The, uh, the ratings are off the charts. I'm sure Golf Channel's ratings were off the charts today. I'm sure tomorrow's going to be even better. But we'll be back. Sal, you might have to go half mustache tomorrow. <laughs> if, the US, if, it, if it gets really boring, you might have to go half a mustache. I know better than to make a facial hair bet with you guys, but if the U.S. is up 9-1 <laughs> to one tomorrow, will one of you go half, half uh, mustache for Saturday's show? Uh, not a lot of upside in that bet per usual. Per you can help your, pay your off a little bit of debt. You can pay off a little bit of your debt. Of If they're uh, not up 9-1, will you do it? I, I'm going to pass on that idea. <laughs> ah, shocking. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, we'll be back. Uh, live shows all through the rest of this week, regardless of what the score and action looks like, because we love the President's Cup and the PGA Tour that much. Ride or Inter- die, fellas. International's having a big day tomorrow. I'm calling it. At least three and a half. At least, at least minimum. three and a half. Cody, flag that for tomorrow. tomorrow. We'll put that in the will you apologize section for <laughs> tomorrow. So, thank you everyone for tuning in. We will see you back here tomorrow. Cheers. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. 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 That's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most! Expect anything different?